Thanks for listening to the Inner Life Podcast. Be sure to join us every weekday at 11 a.m. Central on Relevant Radio and on the Relevant Radio app. Find your local Relevant Radio station for the Inner Life at RelevantRadio.com or stream us live every day on the Relevant Radio app. It's time to set out on the pathway to healing and light. This is the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. If you have questions or concerns about your faith journey, if you are struggling or searching for something more, if you are in need of some spiritual direction, our Catholic priests are here to help. One heart at a time. Welcome to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Hi again, everyone. I'm Chuck Neff. Thank you for joining us on The Inner Life, our program about spiritual direction coming to you every weekday to help you know you're not alone on your journey of faith. Uh, Nice to have all of you with us uh, today. And today we're going to talk about discouragement. A lot of that going around these days, it seems. Uh, The worldwide pandemic, lockdowns and social distancing, businesses closing, job losses, Political upheaval and on and on. And the truth is we all get discouraged at times, don't we? But what do we do when life gets so overwhelmingly discouraging? Well, we're going to talk about that today and here to help us on the journey. Our spiritual director back with us once again, Bishop Bill Walk. Bishop uh, Bill is a Holy Cross father and bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Bishop Bill Walk, a pleasure to have you back. How are you doing today? Great. It's good to be with you all. Good morning. Thanks for having and me. Good mo- and good morning uh, to you as well, uh, and uh, afternoon on the East Coast. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, uh, good to have you back with us as we do every day. We'll open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to take part in the discussion. We hope some of you will uh, accept our invitation and do that today. But we're going to talk about discouragement, and we'll get the lines open here in just a moment. But, uh, Bishop Bill, get us started. Discouragement, your perception today as uh, the Bishop of Pensacola, Tallahassee, of uh, discouragement. Are you seeing a lot of it? Are you seeing maybe more of it? Certainly more of it. And you, you listed off, you know, some of the things that are afflicting us. These are just the global things, you know, the pandemic, the social and political unrest, um, um, other things going on. But then locally, there's just even even here, you know, we, we were still recovering from uh, another hurricane, a recent hurricane, Hurricane Sally. And um, just it knocked out one of our main bridges. And that that is a visible sign that just kind of sits out there in the bay and it just brings people down. You know, it's just one more thing. And then, of course, there are issues in families and personal lives and our, our health and everything. So, yeah, there is just a lot of it. Uh, it seems more than ever in my experience. I've only been a, bi- I've only been a bishop for three years, but um, already I'm seeing, yeah, this is uh, a time of great angst for a lot of people. Um, but at the same time, I, we have the tools as Christians, as Catholic Christians, we have the tools not to deny that that's happening, these things are happening, because they're very real, but to uh, face them face them with courage and with hope and great conviction. So I'm glad we're talking about this today because it is extremely timely. People are asking me, what is there to hope for? What can I do? They don't, we don't like to be discouraged. We don't like ourselves, most of us, when we're down and feeling anxious and hopeless, of course. We, we know that that's not how we're supposed to be, especially as Christians, and we want a way out. And so I'm glad that we're going to talk about some some ways to address that and overcome yeah. those feelings of hopelessness. 
Yeah, you know, and I th- I think I think for most of us uh, we're a people of hope. I think when we're trying to live our faith and in the the good times, uh, the tough times, that I I think we are a people of hope. I hope we are. Um, but it to use your 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 uh, your phrase here, one more thing, we get back up and uh, we're feeling good and we're seeing a little light at the end of the tunnel, and then there is one more thing and it just knocks us down again doesn't it it does you know and i think we have to we have to all have this mindset where that that says that bad things are going to happen i mean even jesus said that he said you there will be wars and insurrections and and powerful signs in the sky and, and families will be in turmoil people hand you over to governors and all that so he even said that we need to remember that there will be these things every day, it seems. You know, it just I come into work, I'm feeling great, life is good, it's a beautiful day, and there's one phone, there's the first phone call is, you know, there's an issue in this school or this parish or with this priest. And um, in my earliest time as a bishop, just three years ago, boy, that would just really suck me down, you know, where I thought, oh my gosh, there goes that good feeling and that good day, it's all gone now. But you know what? The longer I do this, and hopefully the longer all of us live and, and are in our professions and in our families, we realize this: it, these are not anomalies. This is life. It's going to happen. You know, think bad things will. So I think that's a big key: is 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 knowing that these will happen. And this is the world in which we live. It's a fallen world, and we're part of that. We know how it ends, but until till that time, where we're suffering the, uh, yeah. the effect. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director on the program today, talking about discouragement. And let's uh, open up our phone lines, inviting you and our listening audience to join us. It's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. You can email us as well, innerlife at relevantradio.com. But as you look at your at your life, uh, your faith, uh, discouragement, uh, how is your life today discouraging? And then how are you dealing with that? Have you been able to find and see a little hope in everything that's um, going on in your life. And when have you been able to let the Lord walk with you in your um, discouraging times of life and maybe find some peace? And of course, if you have, have any questions and want to join us, again, it's a toll-free phone number, 888-914-9149. And um, I'm just so taken uh, with uh, with what you're commenting here on, Bishop, uh, in terms of we have the tools, don't we? And maybe that's the question um, as we wrestle with uh, discouragement. We do have the tools to, to deal with it and to find some hope and, uh, and, and uh, walk through all of this, don't we? We do, of course. We have, we have the Scriptures. We have Jesus Christ himself in the Scriptures and just his, his words. We have the Holy Spirit. We have uh, we have the knowledge that this will end one day, the world and everything that we know, but it will end in glory for those who follow the Lord. And uh, you know, sometimes it, it's it's almost as though I and others we just want to kind of look around and say, don't, don't you remember how this ends? Now there was a time when I was really feeling down and. Um, just, just saddened by everything that I was facing. I've told this story before, but it's, and I won't tell the whole story, but it was when I was working in, in the soup kitchen in the homeless shelter in, in Phoenix and uh, just looked around one day. I was extremely exhausted and it was 115 degrees and just it was the parking lot and the streets were filled with people um, engaging in all sorts of bad behavior, prostitution and drugs and people sleeping on the street and on the carpet. 
board mat and everything. And I was just really down that day. And, and I remember it was a woman who herself um, lived and died outside of our building, actually, in a cardboard box. Um, but was, she and I were friends, and she just said, don't you realize how this ends? All this stuff will end in glory, chaplain. Lift up your head. Be hope. You can, that's what you do for us. I want to be that for you right now. And I remember that woman. I remember what she said, and I will remember it all my life. Just just that simple reminder. Don't you know how this ends? Then act like it, you know, which doesn't mean we don't get sad. We don't have bad days. But in the end, it's that's very temporary because we have to lift ourselves up and say, yes, it is bad. It looks bad right now, but this ends in glory. I fully hope and rather expect to be in heaven one day. So I need to live like it now in preparation for that day to come. Yeah. Yeah, we talk about discouragement too, Bishop Bill. I mean, the reality is for for some of us, this is really suffering on a deep, deep level, isn't it? It really is, yeah. You know, that's another thing is uh, many of us have not really had to deal with the things we're dealing with now. You know, we've had problems and sicknesses and illnesses and deaths of, uh, of loved ones but not on this level where we're facing this pandemic. And there's uncertainty right now in our government, in our country, and uh, and fear. And um, we have not had to face that, you know, they say certainly since uh, the Civil War, but none of us were alive, you know, of course, at that time. So um, this is very new for a lot of people, but but that's okay. I think we we just need to remember we've been praying about about this. We've been hearing the Gospels and the readings proclaimed to us, which talk about sufferings to come. So, um, you know, in, in our good days, we say, yep, I know it, but I'm strong. I'll be fine. Well, now some of those darker times are here. And so we've been training for this. That's what I mean. We have the tools. We're ready for this. Just keep your eye focused on God, on Christ, on the Holy Spirit, and know that he is always with you. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director, talking today about discouragement. Uh, what's your experience of discouragement? And maybe you're dealing with that right now. But have you been able uh, to find in uh, your discouraging moments a way to walk with the Lord uh, in those times of your life and maybe find uh, some peace in that? Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149. And we talk about discouragement and suffering. And then, you know, obviously, uh, uh, Bishop Bill, the, the term that comes up is, well, offer it up. And uh, I just sometimes think that when we say offer it up, if um, maybe it, it gets a little trite, I always want to say, oh, you offer it up. I'm doing my best here. <laughs> and and But I just wonder sometimes when we talk about discouragement, because I think the reality is that sometimes when um, we get into those moments, we turn our back on God. And I wonder if there's some value in recognizing the discouragement, but then embracing it and maybe naming it. Uh, we don't like it, but uh, does that help? Wow, yeah, you just said a mouthful right there. And, and um, so if I could say something about the offering it up, I think you're right. You know, that, that could be just a like a consolation prize. Well, offer it up. But that this is also, I think, a key to overcoming hardship and challenges for us Christians to look at the big picture. I mean, the cosmic picture, you know, heaven, hell, purgatory. Um, I, we, we, when we get discouraged, it's all about ourselves. We focus on ourselves. Woe is me. Nobody knows what I'm going through. I'm all alone, all of that. But if we open it up, and now we're thinking not only about our brothers and sisters around the world, but now we're thinking about those who have died who are still on their journey toward the Father. 
And then, then it gives a little bit more meaning. Well, okay, they need our help. They can no longer pray for themselves or, you know, they, they rely on us. So my offering it up actually has a purpose. So it's not worthless what we're going through. It doesn't, it's not meaningless. It actually, we can transform it to help the, our brothers and sisters who have died on their way to heaven. And then uh, this, I get excited about that first part. I forgot your second part. Oh, sorry. I've had a lot of coffee this morning. Um, uh, <laughs> naming it, as you said, I think that is important. I think it's important for ourselves personally. I'm not very good at keeping a journal, but I, I was just on a retreat last week, and so I took my journal and just filled page after page, kind of pouring out my feelings to myself, to my journal, but it really felt good to kind of just put it out there, and then it gave me some perspective. So to do it like that, to do it in prayer, or to do it with a really good friend or a spiritual director, it is helpful because, again, we just we got to fight this this feeling, this urge to just close in on ourselves and say, no one knows what I'm going through. I'm all alone. We've got to open ourselves up to other people and to God. That's one of the ways out of this. Yeah, and just to talk about the loneliness, because I think when we talk about this discouragement, uh, there is an element of loneliness in that, that we think we're doing this all by ourselves, and we might be. But I, I'm just so always taken with the reality that most of us, uh, well, a lot of us, let's just say that, go through life thinking we're the only one in the world going through it. What I love about this program in particular is when our listeners call in with their stories, someone somewhere listening realizes that he or she is not alone. And in our discouragement, we are not alone in this, are we? Right. And um, and that's just a few people who get to call in at that time. You know that there are so many others around the country listening who say, you know, me too. Uh, and I get, I get emails and, and calls from friends who listen and they'll say, I, I just... I heard you. You were in my car today as I drove to wherever, and um, just thank you because you you were speaking directly to me. I think um, that is very important to remember that we are not alone. That you know we're we're um, I, there's a great quote. Oh boy, I wish I knew exactly where it is in scripture, but it's just where Paul said, "Remember that brother, your brothers and sisters are going through the same things." Uh, he he did the same thing. He wanted to pull it pull it out, pull them out of their, you know, myopic, uh, the, the lens which focused only on themselves. So there are brothers and sisters around the world undergoing sufferings as well. And so be strong for them and for yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think that we have to fight that urge to, to think that we're alone, that no one knows what we're going through. Yeah, because uh, we are not. Trust me, we are not. And then uh, talk a little bit more, if you would, because the reality is, and whether it's discouragement or whatever is going on in our lives, when uh, the pain or the wound or the darkness or whatever gets uh, so bad for us, we do turn in on ourselves. It's all about me and uh, maybe a little pity party here. But uh, talk a little bit about when that happens, uh, Bishop. We really, in in so many ways, turn our back on God, who wants to walk with us in this. Right, I agree. And not only on God, but I can speak for myself, on my brothers and sisters. And by that I mean, but if we spend all of our time or the majority of our time on ourselves, then there is little time for other people, for, for living the gospel, for serving them. Um, so you mentioned God, absolutely. I think if, if, you know, if we're just wallowing in self-pity and, uh, and our own difficulties, then, um, then we're certainly, we're just missing all that, that opportunity to pray to God, even like Job and others who complained to God. I mean, that's a good form of prayer. That's a legitimate form of prayer. But if we did that, we were praying. 
we would be praying. But instead, yeah, we, we tend to focus on ourselves. But more, it's on our brothers and sisters. And that's another great tool that we have to get out of this, this cycle of, uh, of sadness and hopelessness. You know, when, and everyone, I'm sure everyone who's listening right now knows this, that when you love others, when you serve them, sometimes even physically going to a homeless shelter, soup kitchen, food pantry, whatever, you know it just fills you with joy. And on the one hand, it, it helps you to forget about your own problems for a little bit, but on the very positive side, you realize, oh, okay, well, you know, at least I got to do something really, really good, and that made me feel good, and it helped my sister here. That's a, another way to pull ourselves out, to, to focus on other people and not so much on ourselves in these moments. <laughs> Yeah, and and I, I wonder, I know for me sometimes in my prayer life, I just want to kind of talk to God and tell him all the good things. I just want to, you know, make it a it a, a, a good prayer because I want him to, to know I'm feeling good about some things. But I think sometimes that that uh, we hesitate to take the tough parts of our lives to God when we, in fact, are focusing on ourselves. Right, and you know why that I think that this is the legitimate form of prayer is because we know it almost always brings us back around to the point where we say, but I know God that you're with me and you do not ask me to do anything beyond my strength. And you know what I mean? We, we may start off by saying, okay, God, it's really bad. Um, uh, you know, I know you said you wouldn't give me problems that I, that I couldn't handle, but I can't, I can't do this. I don't know what's going on. Where are you? Why aren't you here with us? And if we sit with it for just a little bit more time, it almost, this, Holy Spirit brings us back around to that point where we say, I know, it's not you, it's the world, I need to respond, I'm being made stronger, I just need to be faithful. So that's why it's legitimate. It's not just you're spending you know, an hour pouring out your complaints to God, but it brings us back around to trust in God and faith. We are talking today about discouragement, and uh, how is your life today discouraging? And then the other part of that is, how are you dealing with that? Are you able to find uh, some hope in your discouragement? And uh, when have you been able to uh, let the Lord walk with you in those discouraging times of your life and maybe find some hope and find some peace? Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director. If you would like to join us, toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. This is today's Gospel reading from the New American Bible. Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. On leaving the synagogue, Jesus entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Simon's mother-in-law lay sick with a fever. They immediately told him about her. He approached, grasped her hand, and helped her up. Then the fever left her, and she waited on them. When it was evening, after sunset, they brought to him all who were ill or possessed by demons. The whole town was gathered at the door. He cured many who were sick with various diseases, and he drove out many demons, not permitting them to speak because they knew him. Rising very early before dawn, he left and went off to a deserted place where he prayed. Simon and those who were with him pursued him, and on finding him said, Everyone is looking for you. He told them, Let us go on to the nearby villages, that I may preach there also, 
for this purpose have I come. So he went into their synagogues, preaching and driving out demons throughout the whole of Galilee. You can find all the daily readings at relevantradio.com gospel or tap the prayer tab on the Relevant Radio app. The Relevant Radio studio line is sponsored by Catholic Order of Foresters. Information about employment opportunities and their flexible premium life insurance plans available at relevantradio.com slash forester. Welcome back to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Call in now to share your story with our Inner Life Spiritual Directors. 1-888-914-9149. That's 1-888-914-9149. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on the program. I'm Chuck Neff, along with our producer, Nick Schmitz. Jim Schaefer is answering your phone calls, and uh, Bishop, Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director on the program. Uh, first knew Bishop Bill when he was Father Bill down in Austin, but uh, good to have him back on the program today. Of course, uh, Bishop Bill Walk is a Holy Cross Father and Bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee. Talking today about discouragement, uh, phone lines are open if you would like to join us. And as uh, you look at your uh, life today, uh, what is uh, uh, so discouraging for you? How are you dealing with that? Are you able to find any hope and peace in uh, walking with the Lord through uh, these uh, discouraging times. Toll free if you'd like to join us, 888-914-9149, our email address, innerlifeatrelevantradio.com. And hey, just a reminder, if you're just joining us, uh, don't forget you can hear the podcast of the entire program. Uh, we normally have that downloaded within, oh, 30, 40 minutes after the end of the program at the top of the hour. But all you have to do is go to the website, relevantradio.com, the Inner Life page, and you can download today's program and really um, any of our programs. And again, the show is generally available pretty quickly after we say goodbye at the top of the hour. Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, talking about discouragement. Let's uh, take some phone calls and let's start with uh, Therese listening in Palos Heights, Illinois, that in the Chicagoland area. Hi, Therese. Uh, nice to have you on the program today. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning to Bishop Bill. Yes, I was listening to your remarks, and um, I have been deeply, deeply troubled on top of the democracy and the pandemic. Satan has attacked the marriages in my family, and I'm seeing the deleterious effect it has on my grandchildren. And I found myself unable to escape the, the the pain, how bad it it just feels so terrible, and you know you take a tranquilizer that doesn't work, and I couldn't figure out how am I going to deal with this, the pain of it, the anguish, the worry, the sadness, helpless, and I just thought to myself, you know what, you're a cradle Catholic, so I kind of made myself a little chapel here on the side of my kitchen, and I listened to relevant radio all day long. And I have my prayers. I pray at 3 o'clock when they do the chaplet, Mass at 7, and my own personal prayers, and go to Mass in the morning. And um, feeling as though, you know, I started out feeling God is not answering. He's not answering. And slowly but surely, without realizing it, I feel so much better, and I have found so much peace. 
Amen. That's great, Teresa. We were talking about the, the tools that we have. And um, and also, thank you for sharing that. You know, sometimes when I talk about hope and even joy, you know, then it, some people say, well, he, he can't connect with me then because, you know, we I have deeper problems than, than he knows. And that's true. We all we all have that. But but you, you help to bring perspective. I, I, I hope I'm not being I'm not coming across as being flippant, you know, when I when we when I talk about having hope and being even joyful for other people. But um but we do have those tools in order to pull ourselves out of that. These problems are still gonna be there, unfortunately. Yes. You you said we pray, God, please take these away. Heal the marriages in my family and, and all the problems in the world. And though, a lot of those are not they don't seem to be answered as we want them to be answered, but God calls us to faithfulness. And I really appreciate that, that you go back to those, uh, I say tools, but those, those those practices of the rosary and the, the Divine Mercy Chaplet and Mass and Scripture and prayer. I really appreciate that, and, and I think that's that's a good reminder for all of us to, to keep going back to the, the source of our faith, the well. Yeah. Teresa, God bless you. Sure. Um, yeah, thank you so much. And uh I know I've been just doing a lot of reading on um, on marriages, and I was reading an interview with uh, Sister Lucia, one of the Fatima visionaries. Uh, she lived into uh, this uh, century, and uh, in one of her last interviews, she talked uh, very directly about how the final battle between Satan and Jesus is going to be over marriage and the family. And uh, we see that, don't we, uh, Bishop? And uh, we see it, we know it, but it's so discouraging. And then back to what Teresa's talking about. You know, she's not fixing that. She's not, um, She's that's not getting, quote unquote, fixed the way she wants it to now. We hope that that may work out differently. But um, it's a battle out there, isn't it? It really is. And, you know, we, we approach our prayer, which we're human. We say, God, here's the problem. Here's what you should do. That's normal. And God's used to that and, and knows that that's, that's probably 90% of how we pray. But, um, but, but nonetheless, uh, I, I think what, what we know, again, it brings us around to, hopefully, if we stay with it, then it brings us around to, okay, God, your will be done, which is the perfect prayer. And um, so, again, I wouldn't feel guilty about praying that way. But just know that, you know, things are answered in God's time. There's so many examples in the scripture. Just one, one that just came to mind is Jesus and his disciples are walking through a, a territory, a place where they were not being well received, it says. Well, probably, yeah, people were probably hurling insults at them and maybe rocks spitting on them as they walked through. And it was Peter who said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to consume them? And it says Jesus just looked at him. I, you can imagine the look he gave him. And then Jesus said, no, we move on to another town. In other words, we can't fix everything according to the way we want it to. We just keep going. We have to keep being faithful yeah. and preach the gospel and live in another way. Yeah. Is a discouragement evil, Bishop? That's a good question. Um, I, you know, it's if, if it's like an emotion, of course, like, you know, being sad or being joyful, that's not good or bad itself. It's an emotion. It's part of our human condition. But I think, so no, I would say it's not, certainly not evil. It's an evil that afflicts us, but it's not something where we are embodying evil if we are discouraged. However, if we, you know, not delight in it, but if we just keep, keep going with that discouragement and worse, bring other people down. And, and frankly, 
there's a lot of that going on in social media and in our world where it's just, you know, I think the most common thing that you hear these days are two words. They say, you know, Mm -hmm. and so you're like, they say this and, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. And they say this and this is happening and this is happening. And so people are just being pulled down by others. And there's a, it's this echo chamber, this, this kind of cycle that, that brings others down. I think that can be sinful if, if, if we're doing that, we're spending our day just kind of passing along these wild stories or conspiracies or things that we've heard when we have no idea if they're true or not, and, and, uh, but it just feels good to pass it on. I think that could be sinful, but certainly yeah, and then, feeling discouraged on our own is not. Yeah, and then, uh, I mean, it seems the devil uses discouragement to uh, bring us down. I think you're right. Yeah, again, and because what is sin? Sin is an unhealthy attachment to ourselves. And so when we're discouraged, when we're anxious, when we're depressed, it's naturally we focus completely on ourselves more and more. And so that's really the definition of sin. Therefore, to, to get out of that, as we've been talking yeah. about, we need to go out of ourselves, pray more, help other people, talk to other people more. Father Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, talking about discouragement. Let's uh, take a phone call. Albert, uh, listening in San Marcos, Texas. You are up next, and thanks uh, for the call. Welcome. Yes, thank you. Um, I'm an old parishioner of Father Bill. I always knew him as Father Bill. Um, <laughs> That's great. I love being is... Father Bill, so thank you. Good to, good to hear your voice. <laughs> yeah, I miss you. Uh, I used to be discouraged by habitual sin because I think I thought that, well, you know, one and done and I'd be over with it. But uh, God has really graced me in the last few years, and particularly during COVID, uh, it was occasion to go deeper into prayer. I pray the divine office, and uh, so I was really praying that more seriously. Uh, But uh, I think the recognition of my own sinfulness uh, and, you know, that uh, God is always forgiving really made the difference. And uh, it's been a good year for me despite COVID. That's great. Uh, You know, there's so many bad things going on in the world, so much, so much bad news, especially in the light of the uh, pandemic. But I like to hear that. I like to hear that, that, you know, there's actually some grace that can come out of that. So it's, it's changed the way you pray and the way you, you approach, or you just you have more time. Is that what you're saying, to pray and to think and, and to address these things well, in your life? I'm retired. Yeah, I'm retired now, and I live in a retirement community in uh, San Marcos. Uh, but, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good, yeah. No, I think yeah. that's just really important. And, and you mentioned this thing about, that's another good point about uh, discouragement is, Sometimes discouragement comes because of our own sinfulness or our own inclination to sin, especially, as you said, if there are sins, you know, habitual sins. And, and uh, the devil likes to, likes to kind of try to convince us that, no, you're never going to get over that sin, so why even bother? Why go to confession? Just, just forget about it. And then it gets worse and worse. But when we go to confession, when we confess that, when we work on that, when we celebrate, hey, but this amount of time went by and I avoided that sin, that's a, that's a victory. I think that makes us stronger and stronger. And so um, and that, that's really good. And just, just a point there, when you said that about habitual sin, I, I think of that line from, again, the Bible, the, the Gospels, when Peter said, how, must, how often must I forgive my brother? Seven times, and Jesus says seven times, 70 times, or whatever, you know. But I think that's not only for our brother, but 
for me as well. How often must I forgive myself or ask the Lord for forgiveness again and again and again and again? Because that gives us grace and that puts us back on the tra- on the right track again and again and again. Yeah. So thank you Al- for bringing that up. Yeah, Albert. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to the Inner Life, our program on spiritual direction, coast to coast and around the world, on relevantradio.com and on our Relevant Radio app. Talking about discouragement today. Let's uh, head back to the phones and Margaret, listening in the Chicago land area. Thank you for the call. It's uh, nice to have you on the program. Hello, thank you for taking my call, and I really appreciate your show. I just wanted to say that um, when I get discouraged or I get down, and I was this morning, I really, really, um, you know, watch for those little ways that God shows me He's with me and kind of keep track of them because I was laughing to myself because I just turned on your show and you were talking exactly about being discouraged and you were just talking about being hard on yourself. So I said, thank you, God. That's exactly what I needed to hear. You know, and that's just those beautiful little signs or big signs that maybe big circumstances don't always change, but my spirit can change easily when I see God in those moments and all those little ways he shows up to me and pay attention to that. Thank you, Margaret. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I think that takes grace to be able to do that to to see those good things around you. You know, because as we've been saying, it when when we're stuck in that cycle of of, of self pity or discouragement, then we we close ourselves off to seeing things out there. But that's actually another one of those tools. The opposite of doing that is to recognize, okay, yeah, this is all happening, but. Wow, some a friend just happened to call and just asked me out of the blue how I was today, and it just made me feel so good. And so it's it's recognizing those grace filled moments throughout our day. That's really is that something that's new for you, or is something you're working on? Is it something you've been doing all your yeah, life? Yeah, it's just yeah, you know, just um, you know, doing in my daily prayers, my examination, the Saint Ignatius examination of conscience, and. You know, I always, you know, start the day with my gratitude list and, you know, I go back to other ways and just try and spend some time focusing on God's goodness and, um, you know, kind of look at things I did and with that hope and then, um, you know, try and think of whatever I can do for someone else during the day. So, yeah, I just, yeah, I just kind of... And it's effort, <laughs> you know, but um, it does help. Yes, me and the, the gratitude. Mm. Sorry, thank you for mentioning gratitude because I think that's another good thing. That's something that all of us can do in our own examination at the end of the day or any time during the day. It's just say to ourselves or, you know, think in our hearts, all right, I could list probably 20 things right now that are afflicting us and, you know, that are bringing me down. But how about I just pick five things? For which I'm grateful, you know, and just spend a little time thanking God for these five things that have already happened since I got out of bed this morning. And that's, yeah. you know, you say, wow, it's going to take a little time, but try it. And you'll, you'll see in a couple minutes, you'll, you'll have a whole list. Um, maybe not every day, you know, but, but it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's just a way of turning our attention, refocusing ourselves away from all the bad things. And again, we're not saying ignore it. They're going to go away because they're always going to be with us. But 
it's just refocusing on the positive, on grace, on God, on God's presence in our lives. Yeah. Margaret, uh, thanks for joining us. Appreciate that. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director, talking today about discouragement. Uh, what's uh, so discouraging in your life uh, these days? If you want to talk about it, uh, phone lines are open. Toll-free phone number 888-914-9149. But when have you been able to find some peace and hope in your discouragement? Again, toll-free, 888-914-9149. Stay with us. We'll get to some more phone calls. You're listening to The Inner Life on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. If you missed part of the program, you can listen to this show and any of your favorites on the Relevant Radio app or online at RelevantRadio.com. This is The Inner Life on Relevant Radio. Thanks for joining us. Bishop Bill Walk is our spiritual director on the program today. Bishop Bill is a Holy Cross father and bishop of the Diocese of Pensacola, Tallahassee, talking today about discouragement. And before we get back to some more phone calls, a couple of emails uh, for you, uh, Bishop, in terms of uh, uh, Ellenson and uh, the Litany of Trust. <laughs> and it's just a great litany. It's all about trusting, certainly uh, in our discouraging moments. But uh, uh, talk about that, if you would, a little bit, just in terms of the importance of trusting that no matter what's going on, the darkness, the loneliness, the chaos, Jesus is in it with us every moment. Right. That's a that's a really good prayer, the litany of trust from the Sisters of Life. Um, and it, because what it does is it, it, it's just like, a, like, like listing our blessings or the, the things for which we're grateful. You know, it just helps us. It, it kind of comforts us. And, you know, we say, well, thank you for this. Thank you for a safe drive to work today. Thank you for the sun. Thank you for my family. It, it, it's kind of like a balm that heals us. The same thing is true for this litany and many litanies like that, especially when we call upon the Lord or Mary or the saints. It's just remembering that we, we have a lot of help, that we have, we have this divine assistance constantly around us. But particularly with the litany of trust, it, it, it names a lot of things. From my fears, deliver me, Jesus. From my need to control everything, deliver me, Jesus. From all of this, deliver me, Jesus. And uh, it, it really, I think it's really important for us just to kind of surround yeah. ourselves with prayer and goodness. And a litany like this really helps us to do that. Yeah. Ellen, uh, thanks for reminding us about that. We appreciate that. And then uh, Katrina emailed in, and she said uh, she finds reading and even memorizing the Psalms can help lift our spirits. She says, years ago I memorized Psalm 27, which speaks of trusting in God. It is uh, now a favorite mm-hmm. prayer. But the Psalms are so encouraging, aren't they? They really are, you know, and, and it's no coincidence that uh, especially religious and clergy, are, 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 we pray the Liturgy of the Hours every day, several times a day, and, and they're centered around the Psalms. Because the Psalms, though they were inspired or written some 3,000 years ago, they're so relevant to our, what we're going through today, you know, just... If you pick one, one, one might just say, you know, I look around and I see how the evil are thriving, and those who are just seem to suffer. Why, O oh Lord? But keep reading, keep praying, and then you'll get to the bottom where it says, but if I should think like that, I will have abandoned the faith, for I know, God, that their end, that is the, those who do evil, is death. 
but for those who follow you, we will live with you. So the, the Psalms are another great, great, great resource that we have, a blessing that we have in our lives. Yeah. Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, let's head back to the phones. And Kirsty, listening in Salt Lake City, Utah. Good to have you with us. Pleasure to okay. have you on the program. Thank you, Bill. Thank, thank you. So my story's a little long. I was widowed at the age of 39 seven years ago. I had three small children. It was a very sudden and unexpected loss on Father's Day morning. And, of course, I was immediately thrown into feelings of fear and despair. And up until that point, life re- God really set my life up and prepared me for that moment surrounded me with a beautiful community of faithful people. And um, through my faith and through this community, I was able to really hold on to hope for, for a future for me and my children. And my, my faith grew exponentially. I literally felt like God was holding me in his hands and his presence was just so real and palpable. I really can't explain it. Um, and so through, through discouragement and, and through fear, I, I grew in faith and had hope for the future, which led to me meeting Mike and now we met on Catholic match. He had six children. I had three. When we married, we had eight at home, and then we had two more children together. Um, the youngest with Down syndrome. So our children are ranging from age three to twenty-eight. And um, though it has been a good and beautiful life, full of lots of adventure and treasured moments, it also has been very difficult. Um, With 11 children at all ages and stages, some have um, been more excited than others to um, form a new blended family, and um, others have not. Some who were okay are not okay, and some who are not okay are now okay, um, which brings me to the stage of discouragement that I'm in right now. Um, We moved to Utah about two weeks before COVID happened, so it's been very difficult to set up that very important support system that I had previously during a discouraging time in my life. And... um, we have a couple of children who are in a season of pain and struggle. They're 19 and 21. I'm actually driving to California right now to pick one of them up and bring her to be with us in Utah. Um, I'm, I'm using my Blessed Is She Catholic Planner, and it, it has a place to keep track of my prayer life, um, daily scriptures, devotions, rosaries, a place for keeping my, my, um, my, my, um, to keep my, my prayer intentions and 
I feel like I have, you know, because of what I've been through, I have a lot of strategies. Um, I'm missing out on some of those strategies by not having community. Um, but I'm finding COVID and, and loneliness um, to elevate my discouragement in a time when I really need to be strong for for our children who are who are dealing with their own struggles. Um, one of my one of my newer strategies, I would say, um, thanks to my 21 year old son who attends Ave, is surrounding our home with sacred images. Um, Everywhere I turn and look, everywhere the children look, we have our statues, we have our pictures, and I find that so comforting. Wondering how do I, how do I grow a supportive community in this time of isolation? Yeah. Thank you, Kirsty, for sharing that. Wow. Um, Gosh, I'm so sorry for for your loss, but but I'm so happy that you didn't, you know. I'm sure you were tempted to give up, give in, but um, but you you what you described is exactly what we've been talking about. You you reached out to or were reached out to by a community, and um, and that lifted you up. That gave you some hope and some perspective. And then talk about a community. Now you're you're part of a large family community that you were not expecting, and um, again, the joys and struggles and everything, but thank you for sharing that. I, I think um, just just some quick uh, thoughts. You know, one thing that would be really good, and I'm sure you do it, is to reflect on those, uh, on what happened in the past. Uh, you can tell us so much better, I'm sure, than I could, but I'm sure there are times when things looked so bleak, especially that day when, when your husband died, um, just, just so dark and so hopeless, but slowly you were brought out of that and into, into some comforting light, it sounds like. Um, I'm sure it's still there, that hole in your heart, but, uh, but now you have perspective. So, so one way is to re- remember, okay, it looked bad, but God was with me, and so was the community. Things look bad again um, in a different way, and I know I trust then that God is with me now, you know, I mean, to, to, to get that affirmation. And then how do you build that community? You're right, right now it's so difficult. Um, I think we have to to be a little more proactive. I think we need to call people, friends, even people we haven't talked to in a while, and say, you know, this is going to come out of the blue, but I need prayers. Could you just pray for me? And here's what I want you to pray for. Could you pray for my son right now? I just, I'm just asking you to do this. Spend a few uh, moments today or an hour or whatever when you go to adoration. And, and just doing that, it, it wakes something up in them. They realize, oh, gosh, I haven't been reaching out to her or other people. And it also helps them to pray, which is a good thing. But it's just something that I really, I, I learn from other people. They'll call me and they'll say, what, how can I pray for you today? Give me something to pray for. I love that when people ask me that. And I, I think I can think of a lot of things. I say, how about this? This parish is really struggling, or this priest, or this person. Please pray for them. And um, so, so that's one thing. I think we need to be proactive and, and call people or contact them saying, I need help right now, and the best help you can give me is prayer. Please pray for a blank or special intention. Yeah. thoughts come to mind. Yeah. Kirsty, does that help? It really does. You know, when I was widowed, I had to lean on people. It wasn't something I was used to doing. Um, and, you know, in, in growing 
this new family, um, I've kind of reverted back to that uh, independent streak and, and not remembering to always reach out when I really should. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad you're doing that because it will not yeah. only will it be good for you, of course, but it's good for others. It's a good example for other people. Thank you. Yeah, Kirsty. Yeah, thank you, Kirsty. We like to call the the inner life uh, the world's largest faith sharing group. So I can tell you right now, there are listeners all across the country, some listening around the world. We get emails from from England and the Philippines, and so you got a lot of people in this community of uh, listeners on Relevant Radio praying for you and your family, your safe travels, and uh, we appreciate you calling in today. So uh, God bless you on uh, on the journey in front of you. And Bishop uh, Bill, when we, we hear a story like that, and uh, gosh, uh, the importance of community, when we do di- di- uh, get discouraged, and we all do, but the importance of having those, um, those special friends who we can uh, call and uh, we can email, we can tell them in person, uh, I need you to pray for us today. And it's amazing what can happen when we have that uh, that community of people in our lives. Yep, and we shouldn't feel bad about reaching out, you know, because if they don't, then we that gets us more down. We think, and nobody's calling me. Nobody's, no one, no one's reaching out to me. Well, it's true. We're all focused on our own things a lot, right? especially right now. So it's okay. There's no shame in just reaching out saying, I need some help. And uh, please pray for me. Yeah, I'm sitting here thinking about an incident that happened the other day. We have really, really good friends who live in uh, Florida, and uh, we did not know that uh, he was uh, battling COVID, but it was a phone call from a sister uh, in Nebraska, a religious sister in Nebraska, to my wife, Judy, who told us then about our friends in Florida, and then a phone call from Judy to uh, the wife of our good friend. And now we're praying for our friend in Florida, and it's amazing how this network of believers really reaches out and really can make a difference in prayer. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it not only does it help you, but it helps them because they're praying more now for your intention. So it's yeah. a win-win situation. All yeah. It, it's uh, amazing what can happen. Discouragement is uh, part of the journey, and we all have to deal with it, but we hope that uh, perhaps uh, listening today you found a little bit of hope, as we like to say, about The Inner Life, a program where we... Uh, Come to you every day to bring you a little help and hope on your journey of faith. We hope we did that for you today. Bishop Bill Walk, our spiritual director, time to wrap things up. And Bishop, we like to close with a final blessing for all of our listeners. Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, good and gracious God, you are our hope, our life. You are the way, the truth, and our, our hope. Be with us, especially in times of discouragement and difficulty. And boy, we're experiencing a lot of those right now, personally and worldwide. Be with us. Help us to remember that you have conquered sin and death. You have won. You are victorious. And we are with you. Bless us today and always be our strength and our guide and our good shepherd. And bless all the listeners, I pray, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Bishop Bill Walk, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us today. We are back again tomorrow. Hope to see you then.